0: Then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is Prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Remember the Tie Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of
1: them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit Airforce.com to learn more.
2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is time for Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition. I'm Ryan McKinnell. Got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, joining us here on a Saturday. And Mark... What an addition of Busted Open we got today. We got Weekly Winner because it's a Saturday show. We're diving in to Eddie Kingston and CM Punk last night from AEW Rampage and what was a burner of a promo and a very surprising (laughs) Weekly Winner on the docket for the nation out there.
2: You know what? I'm looking forward to all the things that we have on the podcast, but if I was to pick one, it would be our conversation with Ace Austin. Don't miss it. 24 years old and the whole
0: world ahead of him. A great conversation with Ace Austin and plenty more inside this edition. Oh, busted open on a Saturday. Let's get it going. That's we right. are starting the show. On this Eddie Kingston and Sam Punk high, because these two artists, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word, uh, really gave us something to remember last night when these two went back and forth on the microphone. We knew, Mark, that the uh, energy would be high, and they certainly delivered uh, Eddie starting the promo by essentially addressing Punk. And I said, hey, man, you were an idol of mine. You were a hero of mine. When I came into the Ring of Honor locker room in the mid-2000s, it was homicide. It was Amazing Red. It was you. It was Danielson. It was Samoa Joe. You were the guys I looked up to. Uh, but you essentially let me down and we've got audio uh, for Punk's response. But uh, you knew right away when Eddie took that sort of stance, Mark, that they were going with a very sort of uh, personal history and uh, very personal tone with these two going back and forth.
2: Oh, most definitely, man. You you, you knew that this was going to get raw. And yeah. <clears throat> I was young once. I made some mistakes that I shouldn't have made. And it all chalks down to if you don't make the mistake, if you don't fall down, then you can't get up. There's there's no there's no Rocky. Rocky did not succeed right off the bat. He failed. And then times. he pulled himself up with hard work and determination. Beautiful story. Yep, And that's what Eddie's done. But Punk, Danielson, Joe, everybody that was there that put those expectations, homicide, they got to chalk it up to the game. And that game is called life. And I hope, that when it's all said and done and all the smoke is cleared and you don't have another punch to throw, that they go, you know what? I got it out of my system. I'm glad you got it together and made it and and met us here at the top. Congratulations. And you get the big hug for everybody that that didn't get the hug. There's days that I go through my life and it's my life. I have to do it. Nobody else is gonna pay my bills. Nobody else is gonna uplift my kids. I gotta do that. My wife has gotta do that. That's our responsibility. I don't expect nobody else to say, hey Mark, good job, man, paying the lights bill. (laughs) <laughs> I don't expect that But you know what I know there's a lot of other people that It would be great Just to have somebody go Hey good job man Yeah And Eddie is In my opinion It is just my opinion Is Not chasing the hook but he's done everything that he can to repent for those sins, to eliminate the negativity of his shortcomings. And now that he said it, he said, look where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of this ring at the biggest company. He, he, he pointed it out guys. When are you going to say good job, Eddie? When you going to say congratulations for making it to the party, Eddie? That's all he want. But he haven't got it. He going to whoop their ass until they give it to him.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely uh, the case, and he acknowledged, right? What did he, he acknowledged the past because you're about to hear from CM Punk and things got very personal. But Kingston acknowledged his past. What? You didn't like me because I was a little fat. You didn't like me because maybe I liked a little bit of food. You, you know, he acknowledged his mental health struggles. He endeared himself to millions of pro wrestling fans across the globe because Eddie Kingston is human and he leaves his heart on his sleeve he wears his heart on his sleeve and that's why so many love him and that's why so many more are falling in love with him as the weeks go by as they find out about him more from last night aew rampage eddie kingston and cm punk going face to face in a highly emotional back and forth promo check it out fans do
3: you want to know what i hear right now
1: I hear you lumping a lot of baggage on me, but you you named a couple other people in there. And if you want to know the truth, the truth is it wasn't just me that judged you. It was me, it was Homicide, it was Joe, it was Danielson. And listen, it's a hard pill to swallow, but we judged you and we held you to a standard of the potential that we saw in you You're the one who fell short of that mark. You can blame me, and you can lose in the middle of the ring to a guy like Brian Danielson, and then you can walk in the back, and you can try to blame me, but it's not my fault. I am not wrong for seeing greatness in you 15 years ago, but I damn sure am a fool for trying to hold you to that standard and expect greatness because you're a bum. Damn. Come on. It's too much,
2: man.
0: Woo! CM Punk and Eddie Kingston going back and forth. You heard it there, Mark. I want to hear from you, World's Strongest Man. Did it get too personal with Kingston and Punk?
2: Definitely. They, they, they both had the right to go at each other. And mm-hmm. Eddie is, is, uh, a, is masterful in the sense that he allows you to see the raw nerve. He, he pulls back the curtain. Yeah, I got, man, there's stuff that goes on in my head that I, I, I feel so uncomfortable telling you that this is going on in my head. And mm-hmm. Punk, on the other hand, he looks at it from a skewed view, I think, from the promo that was cut last night. Hey, man, you were set to do big things, and then – you went wrong. You went rogue. You 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 got in trouble. And then you had to be pulled and you never materialized as the guy that you needed to be after all the work we did to get you to that point. He felt slighted.
0: And and I think that's something that Brian Danielson talked about last week before his match with Kingston as well. That's the continuity that I like. Like right? Like the 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 realism blended with this storytelling. There's history obviously to pull on. And then I love how you kind of have, okay, Danielson and punk have remained separate. It's been a very uh, cognizant effort. I think on behalf of AEW, that makes perfect sense, but I like the way that they're kind of linked by this story. Despite, being separated on television, right? You had Brian talking to Eddie and was like, dude, it's not that we don't think you're talented. It's that we thought you were talented. You just haven't lived up to your expectations, right? That's essentially what Punk said as well. So now you've got the two biggest men in that company, right? The two biggest men in that company, uh, essentially in a weird sort of way, putting over Eddie Kingston by dragging him. And and I love it, Mark. That is
2: is is true stuff. Yep. Eddie knows that he made mistakes. What Eddie is saying is I didn't have any control over it. I hadn't got any help yeah. to master the demons that were going on in my head. I wasn't being an irresponsible kid. I was dealing with a demon that I couldn't control. And rather than uh, getting to the point of forgiveness, they're still at that combative stage in the conversation where it's, it's defensive. The big hug is coming because we're in a world right now where there's a lot of people that are suffering from mental illness and things that are going on in their head that they feel like they, I didn't put that there. I'm not trying to be a screw up. I'm not trying to miss opportunities to make my life better. I just couldn't help it. But look at me now, I'm standing before the world change man. Not saying that the things that go on in my head don't still go on in my head. It's just that I've have mm-hmm. I have the tools now to not let that creep into my life now. I have people around me that are holding me up be a part of the solution rather than still being mad at me because i failed in the past yeah and that's that's what i hear eddie saying is just right now everybody's still mad and want to fight and i, I feel and i Mark- feel like you slighted us we put a lot of work into you did you ever apologize you know like all of that that's that's what's going on right now
0: This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw
1: and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers.
0: I was excited to talk with uh, Ace today here on the show. Why? Uh, Because he's 24 years old and he is already, I think he's been an impact since like 2019. It's just been a couple years. And over that short couple year span, in terms of the age that he's at and the work that he's doing, uh, definitely without question for me, Mark, one of the most exciting young prospects in the entire business right now.
2: Ace Austin is one of those guys that reminds me of a young Jericho talented at every facet high praise could talk yeah. the talk can walk the walk is entertaining can still wrestle
0: world's strongest man over there compared you to a young Lionheart, <laughs> to a young uh chris jericho man that's high praise I, how are you managing all this 24 years old you got people like mark henry comparing you to a young chris jericho don't let that head get too big man
3: Oh, no, I've I've had people comparing me to to AJ Styles for like for a long time, and I've gotten yep. Jericho a few oh. times, and uh, I really the, the the Jericho thing's pretty special to me because uh, uh, he, he it's originally where I got the idea to to make sure that I kept track of all my matches and I wrote all my matches down because uh, Jericho did that, so I made sure I did that since the beginning. And uh, I've I've had every single match written down uh, as of last night. I had 717 matches in my six and a half years <laughs> so far. That's crazy. So,
2: man, keep it, keep up the good work. Um, my my thing is is for somebody at your age, you're doing the stuff that I criticize. Uh, young wrestlers, <laughs> you do it. You you focus on the story. And I, I, I'm like, more if more young people in wrestling would focus their damn matches around the story, I wouldn't be an old curmudgeon. <laughs> so can I you am. do something about that? Can you tell the young people, follow my lead? I'm trying to lead us to the promised land and
3: take over the old people. I am. I, I'm doing I'm doing my best to do something about that. I'm, I'm in a really unique position right now where I get to run seminars uh, occasionally. People people bring me in to do seminars wow. and uh, and I'm so young in that that it sometimes doesn't feel right. But like I do have knowledge to part with and I don't see any reason why I shouldn't uh, have the opportunity to, you know, to part with that knowledge. So uh, so I'm doing my best. To, I, I do have a lot of young young guys that look up to me and I'm doing my best to, to, to tell them. You know, the, so I have such a good foundation from training with the Wild Samoans that like I really try to drill that that foundation that I learned into everybody, not only in the ring, like foundationally, but also like from a from a business perspective, like a foundation of of respect for the business and for your peers and, and for the story, you know, for everything.
2: Where, where can I find like your schedule, like on social media? Like where like if your, your email, your um uh your Twitter, your Instagram, like uh because I, I would love to come and 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 listen to a seminar and and hear your philosophy because I watch your work, it, it plays into everything making sense. I just wanna know how
3: you do your thing. Um yeah, I, I typically post uh I'll post a, a, usually like at least a month or two months, uh, in advance. I usually try to post on social media as best I can. Um, just, I usually just like write it all down in my notes app and I'll screenshot it and I'll post it up there just so it's like a, a an what overall. is
2: your, what is your Twitter and Instagram?
3: Oh yeah. So I'm, uh, both of them are the same. It's at the underscore ACE underscore Austin. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah. And uh, and uh, Twitter, as usual, I usually, if I don't have anything important that I've tweeted, I'll usually have my pin tweet as like my schedule. So that's kind of where I try to do my best to keep that up.
2: Andre, take that down because I don't have social media right now. Uh, I put the wrong <laughs> Apple ID in like three over three times and they, they canceled yeah, Mark's, me. Mark's, I'm going canceled right now. Now.
0: Mark's going through it. Ace. Yeah, Mark's uh-huh. going through it. Yeah. Mark's going through
2: it. This is my fifth day without any social media. <laughs>
3: Hey, we've been uh, we've been going through it here uh, as well, man. I, I just uh, had my apartment burned down two weeks ago, and uh, oh. man, it was uh, we lost everything. So we spent the last two weeks oh, like sorry, trying to bounce, tr- trying to keep our schedule going. We we this was five days before Bound for Glory in in Las Vegas that oh. this fire happened. So we had five days to pull it together and make sure we got to Vegas with some gear and just like just ready to do you know my job. And uh, we pulled it off, and Vegas was a lot of fun. And it was a really good to be surrounded by the roster and to be, you know, just loved and supported so much. Um, and then when we got yeah, back man. from that, I'm,
2: I'm sorry, man. I did, I, I had no yeah, clue. Like, yeah, it was really, like I know you. You don't sound like you're having a pity party. You sound like you're um, trying to keep it pushing. Like, where where you get that strength from, man? You twenty. I, you're twenty two. 24 four, twenty-four. 24 where
3: the hell you get this from it's a I, that, I think that strength that's i think that strength comes from my grandmother really she's the reason that i made it through so hey, much she's the, she's the reason i was able to become a wrestler at all you know i started training when i was 17 <laughs> um and I, w- I i wouldn't have been able to go out to, to the samoans twice a week to train if not for her because uh You know, I only had a learner's permit to drive. I didn't have a license yet when I was 17. So I had to have an adult with me to drive. So she came with me to training twice a week, every single week. She came with me to the show the first Saturday of every month. And uh, she became part of the family with the Samoans and uh, everybody loved her very much. Um, So she uh, she definitely taught me. Yeah. I mean, she's the reason I learned responsibility. She's the reason I I just started going after it. Is grandma still with us? No, grandma passed uh, right at the beginning of COVID. Actually, it had nothing to do with COVID. She didn't catch COVID or anything like that. But it was the reason I wasn't able to see her before she was gone was because of COVID. Because I wasn't allowed to travel, and I was out in right. Ohio, and she was in Pennsylvania, and I wasn't really allowed to go out there. Um, Man, the I love to and sit
2: out and have dinner with you because my my grandmother got me in the wrestling, and and is it, she's not here either, but. I tell you what, man, I it's not a day go by. I don't quote something my grandmother said. Uh, <laughs> my grandma yep. was a was a <laughs> shit fire. It. Yes. So, yes. You know, so I, I I enjoy that, man. I it's a hell of a thing, man. You made me I, feel good coming on the
3: show today. I, I'm, I'm glad I could. I actually I actually got to save her ashes from the fire. I was able to save her ashes. Hell so I still yeah. have her.
0: that's yeah. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, listen, it really- what, uh, the old, the old saying, Ace Austin, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And uh, it yes. sounds like on some level, um, you know, going through that, it builds a little bit of armor. And and salute to all our grandma, grandmothers out there. Mark and I have talked about this uh, when I couldn't get the pay per views because my mom wasn't a big wrestling fan; she didn't care. Right? I'd go and sweet talk my grandma, uh, Macho Man, and Miss Elizabeth. The wedding, like every anything that like my parents wouldn't pay, like wouldn't be down with. My grandma always was. So grandma's <laughs> keeping the love of pro wrestling uh, together for so many of us now. Ace, yes. I just brought up Miss Elizabeth and uh, Randy Savage. That That was my era bro you're 24 you were born when this man the world's strongest man was breaking into the business you were talking right about people looking up to you young wrestlers looking up to you that is unquestionable you are a great young talent in this business but you are a young talent so who like did you grow up like idolizing who did you grow up looking uh, up to because at 24 years old you kind of represent an entirely different cross-section of this business than what mark mark and I might you know uh think or or revert back to
3: absolutely um uh so my family was you know wrestling fans uh well they were you know WWE fans I guess I should say specifically because like in my area nothing else was really very prevalent except for WWE you know so like that was the the Mm. the the main the main thing um Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, so when I was watching, I had like, you know, my brother's influences kind of to, to help me, you know, learn a little bit about what I had missed. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so I was definitely, I was always, always a big fan of Shawn Michaels, obviously. Um, I was actually a a real big fan of Kofi Kingston. Um, he was somebody that I looked up to a lot when I started, um, uh, watching uh, early on and, um, uh, man, who else? The Ultimate Warrior was one of my favorites. Uh, Jeff Hardy's probably my biggest like influence, you know, like overall, it kind of like is it? J- J- yeah. Jeff Hardy was the one that like when I, when I saw him, it really like made me think it was possible for me, you know? So like that's kind of how how I connected with it. Um, but um, my grandfather, uh, actually, I thought I thought about this. My grandfather uh, and my grandmother saw uh, WWE, WWE when they came to the Hamburg Fieldhouse. This was like when Vince was still wearing the the pink blazer. Um, and, um, outside of the Hamburg field house, my grandfather ran into Vince McMahon and cracked a joke at him about the pink blazer. And I always thought that that was a funny story that my grandfather, my grandfather used to tell me all the time. Um, and I got a, uh, one of those Funko pop figures. I bought, I got one of those Funko pop figures with, uh, of Vince McMahon and the pink blazer, uh, to kind of like commemorate <laughs> that. I thought that was really funny. Right. It's a um, idea. But, it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, guys, you know, you know, the Jeff Hardy, Shawn Michaels, always one of my favorites. Um, and uh, I've been able to really kind of expand as I've grown inside of wrestling and learn a lot about guys that I didn't get to watch growing up, you know. Um, so AJ AJ Styles is one of the guys that I kind of model my career after. Uh, he's, he's somebody that went, re- just really went after it and did, So much did everything that he could basically before he, you know, ended up in that WWE uh, realm. So that's, that's kind of where my goals have changed and grown since I've started training is, is just that idea that there's so much more out there in the world of wrestling that you can really do.
0: Well, well, the AJ Styles one, uh, the comparison is very interesting. over here with Impact's Ace Austin. You'll be able to catch him coming up, well, every Thursday on Access as a part of Impact, but more specifically, November 20th at Turning Point here in Vegas on Impact Plus for that uh, show that you guys are going to be doing. But Ace, again, you bring up... Uh, AJ Styles the comparisons are ample they we've all heard them and I think a lot of that yes in ring uh, the way you tell a story your look just the size style make fights right all of that but in terms of carrying the banner for impact. I mean, that was something AJ Styles did for a very long time. You are a young man. You are 24. You have the entire future of your career ahead of you. Um, I think when people bring up AJ Styles and and you and they draw those comparisons, it's in part because people can see you a part of this company for so long, carrying that banner, being a figurehead. Do you feel that weight and that responsibility on your shoulder at just 24 years old?
3: 100%. Yeah, when I I came in uh, to Impact... So 2018 was such a good year for me, um, because that's when yeah. I got to do uh, 205 Live, and that's when MLW first booked me, and that's when Impact first used me. So in a, in a span of like three months, I had worked for, you know, the three major television companies at the time, um, and uh, they were all interested. You know, I had interest from all sides, and, uh, but, but I, I had really felt a connection with Impact Um, A lot, a lot having to do with uh, the roster, because so many of them were guys that like I had been working with on the indies and I had been they they were mentoring me. Um, So it was an environment that that I thought I would be most comfortable in. Um, But also just having spent a little bit of time in every environment, um, I I felt the, the, the most at home kind of in the impact, uh, locker room. So, uh, that just seemed like the right way to go. And it seemed like such a, such a good way to, to build my foundation and learn how to work on television and and just like without, especially going to WWE when in 2018, when I was 20 or 21 years old or whatever, like I just, I I was too young. I was, I was, I was, I was was, was way too young. Um, the the system wouldn't have been good for me then I think. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, so 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 when stuff blew up in 2018, uh, I, I had a lot of fun doing all that, but ultimately I, Impact felt like the right the right move, and uh, and that's where I where I landed at the end. Well, I signed at the end of 2018, but I I started at the beginning of 2019, so that was when like yeah, Vegas Vegas was actually the first my first set of tapings in, in February of 2019 was in, it was in Vegas.
2: Well, I have some advice for you. I, I tend to be a uh, very giving with advice to young wrestlers. Um, Absolutely. If I could do it all over again, I would go into Vince's office. I would go into the production office and I would be like, okay, who's going to be my mentor to teach me the business, not just in the ring business, but I want to know how to write a format. I want to know how to produce the show. I want to know, the financials. I want to know when we have a company corporate meeting, because I want to shake the hands of all the lawyers and all of the people that are in the positions of the VPs and CFOs and yada, yada. I, I, that's what I would have done. Are you, have you done that? Or
3: is that something that you would be uncomfortable doing at this age? I shouldn't say that I've done you know that specifically, but I've definitely always be, I've always been able to kind of see uh, uh, right place, right time is something I've been very good at. I think that's why I've made it so far so fast um, because I always try to put myself in the right place at the right time. So I'm definitely not afraid of conversations like that. I'm definitely not afraid to, to meet those kinds of people. Um, that's something you know I, I when I see, Conversations happening with people that look important, you know. I I, I always try to walk up and, and you know shake all those hands, you know. And um, it, I actually got to take some uh, I got to take some bumps the night before I did the two hundred five live thing when I was at WWE. I got to just like take some bumps in the ring only because I saw like Dean Malenko going over something with uh, one of the talents. And I just thought it would be interesting to like, listen in on his uh, advice that he was giving them. So I kind of just like went close by and was just like listening to Malenko talk. And sure enough, Malenko turns and sees me. And he's like, Hey, do you mind taking a bump for us? Cause he just wanted to look at it. And so I was able to hop in there just because I was uh, floating around and trying to, to, you know, meet the right people. Wow. So that's definitely something that I think, uh, yeah, I I I I I I know that like one of Impact's presidents th- comes around the locker room a lot and he's somebody that I always try to, to stand you know sit and talk to for a little while. Um for that reason.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well that is awesome. And that is I think uh, you know, whether it be the conversation about uh, your outlook on that, you know, uh unfortunate incident you had with your apartment catching fire or, you know, your experiences up into the business at a just age 24. It's a, a great window into uh, what we can expect from you going forward. Ace man, you are one of the best young talents in the business today. We appreciate you everything you do in the great matches you put on. Uh, and, and, and we appreciate you giving us a few minutes here on a Saturday, man. Thank you. Ace Austin.
3: No problem. Thank you very much.
0: Ace Austin joining us on a Saturday. The underscore Ace underscore Austin on social media. Go out there and follow that man. Are you ready?
1: This is Renee Ficat, and I've got a new tag team partner, one of the toughest women in MMA, Misha Tate. We're going to take over the radio every Monday on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Join me and Renee as we cure the Monday blues by dissecting every major headline happening in the
0: cage, the ring, and everywhere in between.
1: Don't be scared, me. So listen to Throwing Down with Renee and Misha Mondays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern only on Sirius XM Fight Nation channel
2: 156.
0: It is weekly winter time. It is time to make your decision. It's time, Do
2: man. <laughs> for the main Who's event. There? Yes! Yeah. Yes! The weekly winner for me. Ryan is Rampage uh-huh. we talked to, we opened the show yeah it was polarizing everybody had an opinion and they delivered and I'm gonna tell you for my money Adam Cole and John Silver Woo! good job guys they deliver. and no. Okay, I'm sitting. I'm sitting. Yep. Sitting no. I'm sitting too. But we're, but we're clapping.
0: We're clapping. Shit. <laughs> it was good. That was a great match. Yeah. I,
2: I I really really enjoyed that. And and then you had a you had a serious competition. You know, Red Velvet did a thing. She had to. And they're leading towards something. At full gear. So. Everything meant something. And thus, Rampage is
0: Game first or last.
2: your weekly winner. Because if you're not first,
0: you are last. Good day, sir. <laughs> well, now listen. I, uh, Full disclosure, I'm going to say this very quietly. I, I, if you could hear the disappointment in my voice when Mark announced Rampage. <laughs> that was like... I was like, "Oh, that's cool because Rampage is my weekly winner as well." But I'm not going to make that my official ramp. And I, I said that sadly because I'm getting sick of called it AEW show, and I'm not getting a check. That would be fine if Tony Khan was if cutting me checks and you check, were me be a fine, show, huh? Yeah, that'd be that'd be outstanding. Like, yeah, sure, I'm a show, whatever. Uh, but I'm not, so that makes me sad. I'm just trying to be honest. And yeah, Rampage was probably my favorite show, but but that's not my official weekly winner. Don't put it out, Andre. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm giving a pat on the head. I'm giving a little pat on the old rear end, whatever you want to call it. I'm giving a little positive affirmation to Monday night. Way to go. Way to go, Monday Night Raw. I don't want to be wasting my time anymore for three hours on a Monday. I want to see good pro wrestling. So in terms of the shock factor, me turning on my television on Monday and not being completely bored to death or left with my hands up in the air like what the fuck am I watching? Is this pro wrestling? This isn't pro wrestling. I hate my life. Why am I doing this to myself? I didn't have any of that. I sat down on Monday night. I actually enjoyed that show. So with that in mind, I am going to make Monday Night Raw my weekly winner. I hope Vince McMahon sees that you I couldn't even get that out. I couldn't even get that out. I know Vince ain't going to see this, but I'm just going to put it out into the world. I'm going to do this for you, pro wrestling fans. I'm going to give a pat on the head to Monday Night Raw. I'm going to nudge it in a positive direction, and damn it, we're going to see if this can carry over into Monday this week because, hey, Mark, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to complain. I don't want to complain. I want to be happy. Monday Night Raw, for the last year plus, has given me a lot to complain about. I don't want that anymore. So I'm gonna put it out. Positivity, the power of positivity. I'm gonna put it out in the universe. Okay, I'm gonna make Monday night. I'm gonna make Monday Night Raw my weekly winner, and I'm gonna hope that that three hours gets a whole lot better going forward. Because again, it was really good on Monday. But full disclosure, the show I enjoyed most this week was Rampage. It was just, it was a badass show. And again, I wonder how much of that goes into the fact, Mark, that it's just one hour. We talk about it all the time. But, bro, when you have that one hour and it's just banger after banger after banger, and then in the middle of that, you get a great promo, the best promo of the week, the best promo of the month. Hell, one of the best promos in recent memory of between year. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't deny how good that show was.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, The Busted Open podcast
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters.